Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Three simple things that has changed me in my life that I want to share with you. And although they're simple, um, they're not easy to execute in that it is something that you have to thread into your life daily. It can't be something that you do once, right? Uh, like sit-ups. <laughs> sit-ups once is going to do nothing. All right. So here we go. Number one, seek nectar. And I believe I uh, have... Oh, I do. I have all these tattooed on me as uh, as uh, bookmarks and reminders. I use my body as a canvas, and uh, I use ink as dog-eared pages of my story. Okay, so seek nectar, and uh, I have a hummingbird tattooed on my left bicep as a reminder to seek nectar. Joy is produced, not presented. This means we must search for it daily we must have the ability to find it in simple things small as well as big by taking what you already have and squeezing joy out of it you will be able to practice more gratitude and live at a higher frequency it will help you stay in an attracting state instead of a chasing one and i want to explain this i want to explain more of um I don't know if the word is science, but how this works. I know a lot of people talk about joy and producing joy and, uh, you know, you need more joy in your life. Uh, but I want to talk about why and how this works. So for most of my life, 20s, half of my 30s, uh, zero joy. My mindset was set on productivity, go build something, go land deals, go make money, go buy things. Um, and I was miserable. Right. I never I wasn't able to produce joy from what I had. Instead, I was obsessed with chasing something that was in the future. And because it wasn't in my life, I didn't allow myself to be happy. I hit pause on my life, which I always talk about. So after my rebirth, after my uh, divorce, after being stripped with everything because I had nothing, I was given no choice. I, <laughs> I either um, crafted the ability to produce joy with what I had or I would be miserable. And so I started to do things in my day-to-day -day that made me happy, right? That um, made me drop into my body and feel good, even if it was... Um, for a few seconds. And so for me, what, what that was, was uh, um, fitness. I found a lot of joy in fitness, not just moving and working out, but the experience of um, the whole thing, like, you know, the social engagement, um, the structure of it, getting excited about the programming, uh, the whole experience of fitness not just like doing burpees, right? And then going into it with the mental challenge to myself, 
that uh, every day I'll give myself a new experience, whether that is pushing myself harder than I've ever pushed myself or um, a new type of fitness, right? So if I'm used to functional fitness, uh, maybe today I will go on a hike and lean into that or go for a swim or don't do that, but just sit in a tub of ice, right? And label that as my daily sweat. I know ice doesn't produce sweat, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and uh, that was a huge part of um, my life that, you know, didn't cost a lot of money that produced joy. Another thing um, was motorcycles. Um, I've had six now, but um, I bought a motorcycle and I spent a lot of time alone hugging canyons. And there, there's a moment in uh, when you're riding a motorcycle where you uh, forget that uh, you're on one. And this is where like you and the bike become one. And this is when you're just like, it just feels like you're flying, right? This is what I, I'm addicted to. Um, and then, you know, I got into dirt bikes. I got into um, writing that can produce joy, although it's a love-hate relationship, uh, journaling. And I'm thinking about things that don't cost money. You know, I'm thinking about things that we can do that uh, doesn't require an ex exotic trip somewhere. A donut, I know, I know, I know, I know it sounds silly, but but seriously, a donut, finding the best donut shop in Los Angeles. Uh, there's a place in, I believe it's Echo Park. No, it's, it's, um, it's Eagle Rock. Anyway, there's a place called Donut Friend, and um, it's worth the drive. They make the best donuts, I think, in LA. And uh, I would get a donut or two, have my headphones, right? So I'm listening to um, perhaps The Cure, <laughs> Depeche Mode, something that reminds me of um, a good time in my life. So whether it's high school, summer camp, you know, something that is nostalgic, something that brings me back, uh, you will catch me blasting Madonna's Borderline or Holiday, old school Madonna from the 80s, while I'm riding this giant Road Glide Harley. And uh, the image is interesting because people in Harleys don't roll up, especially Harleys with radios blasting Madonna. But I do. And I do that because uh, nothing takes you back faster than music, you know. And so going back to the sample of a donut, uh, and you're not having 15 donuts, right? That's not nectar. That's numbing. Um, having a donut, listening to a song that takes you back to a good place, a happy place, and just being super mindful and present, you know? And so tasting the donut with the sip of coffee, listening to whatever it is that you, that, that uh, brings you back and uh, talking heads, <laughs> a talking head song. Um, Thompson twins, man, I could go way back, but uh, sitting in that and then trying to get out of your head and be mindful and enjoy as a practice, right? So I'm using that as an example because it's so simple. It, it, it's a song and a donut, right? And for most people, that's just whatever. That's not going to bring them joy. Um, but if you could train yourself to allow things like that to produce joy as a practice, I'm telling you it will put you on a higher frequency and you won't just be chasing 
people and Porsches and fancy houses. Um, and it's okay to want those things, right? I'm a gearhead. I definitely will have or want um, a 911, prefer, preferably uh, from the 90s. And those today are like 200 grand. But anyway, uh, and I have an emotional, emotional story and attachment to those cars. But um, it's not about not wanting things. It's about taking what you have today, whether they are things like that or friendships or, you know, whatever it is, and sitting in the experience, knowing that your life isn't that bad because you do have things. So that's Seeking Nectar. Next one is uh, Love Hard. And I have this tattooed on my right arm. Not only romantic partners, everyone, love is our superpower. We must use it daily or it will fade, right? We must stretch our hearts as well as our legs. And the way that you do this um, is uh, to love bigger than you, right? Loving hard isn't just like, oh, I'm going to love you with everything until I lose myself. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, love greater than yourself, love greater than your ego, love until uh, it hurts, love until it hurts. And then you feel um, love until you feel stupid, because when you feel stupid, it means you're being vulnerable. It means you're showing yourself love past that until you feel powerful. I think there's a tipping point with love, right? There's this surface love that, um, that we do and uh, it feels good. And um, it's, it's a little false, meaning there is some tap dancing, there is some presentation. Uh, and then you go deeper and you start to love where you feel naked, you start to feel um, stupid, silly, you start to judge yourself. And that just means that you're doing something courageous, right? That just means that you are showing yourself and you're being vulnerable. And then love past that, love past that, meaning bigger than you. Now you're stretching, now it hurts, now it's terrifying. And now you're breaking patterns and now you're loving in a way where love is a power. Love is an energy. Love is thing, this thing that is working through you and you are a conduit to love. You are a prism. And no matter who you love, whether it's friends, family, strangers, or your partner, then you can experience something greater than you. And the practice of this will shrink your ego and make you believe that you're less alone on this planet. So love hard. And the final thing is resist nothing. This is uh, my first tattoo. Actually, it's my second tattoo. And I remember when I got it, it was huge typewriter font on my forearm. And you know, when you first get a tattoo, it's shiny. And that shit was just, I went to a party right after getting the tattoo and it was so shiny, wrapped in plastic. And of course it's instantly noticeable. And you know when you um, get a really bad haircut and people come up to you and they're like, oh, you got a haircut. And that's all they say. They just announce the fact that you got it, but they don't give you any opinions on it because they're uh, because it's horrible. Um, I got that at the party. Oh, wow, you got a tattoo, period. Oh, you got a tattoo, period. And I remember feeling so insecure, embarrassed. And I was thinking, what did I do? I just got this giant sign on my forearm that says resist nothing. People are going to think I'm nuts. Anyway, the reason I got that tattoo is because our resistance is where we have the richest soil for growth. This is my belief. Of course, there are things that we should resist, right? Like toxic relationships, for example. Uh, but I'm talking about resisting things we know we should lean into because um, a better version of us 
a more authentic version of us, our solid self lives on the other side of that resistance. We resist because we are afraid or we don't believe. Resisting means you're fighting the universe. Our resistance reveals the path we must embark on to reach our purpose. So it's almost like our resistance can be the prescription. Our resistance is um, you know, the, the, the radar, the map, the compass. And so whenever I resist something or I feel the resistance, and it could be, you know, um, resisting a conversation, resisting a person, resisting, you know, something I need to do for work, any resistance, sit with it instead of reacting, because I used to just react, um, sit with it. Where is it coming from? Explore it. Why are you resisting it? And then if you realize that resisting is coming from a place of fear or a place of lacking or, or a place of, of false beliefs or anything like that, then that is the prescription, you know, then you lean into it. And in that there will be growth. So these are my uh, tips today to better your life. And what I love about these tips is that it's not something you do once, it's something you do um, daily, you know, by threading these into your life. And every day I remind myself to seek nectar and to love hard and to resist nothing. And if you do this and you do this for a long time, and you do it honestly, I'm telling you, it will change you from the inside out. It will give you new lenses and it will put you on a higher frequency. You won't be living in worry and dread, the two states that I lived in for the most of my life. And instead of chasing, you will start attracting. Thank you for listening. Be well. Oh, I wanted to say before you go, uh, you know, I've been texting people for about five years now and uh, I haven't found a service that I really, um, you know, that had like international numbers. So all my texting has been limited, but people really seem to like it. They, they seem to um, like seeing something on their phone when they wake up that's going to help them with their mindset or it's a, rem a reminder or maybe it's something from my book. Um, so I'm launching TAT Text Plus because I finally found a platform that's going to give you everything. I'm not just texting out to international numbers anymore. I'm also texting out exclusive audio clips, um, things that are not in my podcast, um, little thoughts that I document through the day. I'm texting exclusive videos. I'm texting out Google Docs. And I'm texting out Zoom links to a monthly gather where um, you could hang out with me live with a community, Q&A, check in, follow each other's stories, and uh, all of it, all of it for uh, the price of lunch. So um, this is something that um, I just launched. So you could just go to my Instagram at The Angry Therapist and click my bio link or go to my website, TheAngryTherapist.com, and you could have uh, mental health programming in your pocket. Thank you for listening to you all.